a child rejected by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. And the movie we're talking about today is a great example of this concept. For our special holiday episode, we will be discussing the live action How the Grinch Stole Christmas from the year 2000. I am here with Brittany. Hello, hello. And Amber. Hello. And I'm Lilith. Now, I'll start by saying that this is a movie that Brittany watches every year. Not just every year. Let's fix that. It is every day for the month of December. I have done that as a tradition for the past 10 years. Which means it is time for a classic Brittany breakdown. <laughs> Okay, I'll try to summarize this movie quickly so we can get into the nitty gritty because I know we have a lot to say about it because it's a phenomenal Christmas movie. It's a Ron Howard production, so we know it's already pretty good. And it's got Jim Carrey in it. Oh, chef's kiss. So real quick rundown. We get into Whoville, which by the way, Whoville is on a snowflake. They live in a snowflake. I never knew that. That's how that's how the movie opened. It zooms in yeah. in the snowflake. They live in a I, snowflake. I totally miss that every single time time i watched <laughs> but it makes sense because i mean there's the village on the the like buzz dandelion yeah. yeah it always kind of brought questions into my mind because if they live in a snowflake does that mean it's eternally winter where they live because they live oh. on a snowflake or is their lifespan and their civilization only as long until it becomes summer and the snow melts oh that could be true because i never really thought about it but <laughs> who's as a species are extra extra tiny and always live on tiny things yeah snowflake dandelion because that's horton here's a who those are who's as well now that right. you think about it summer who's <laughs> yeah summer but dandelions are also very ephemeral yeah right so what happens when the place they built their civilization just poofs we're not supposed to think about that damn i didn't realize we were going to be hitting this off so philosophical <laughs> been running through my mind for years and i had nobody to talk to about it <laughs> what happens to the people that live on the snowflake when it starts to get warm outside this might haunt me for a long time now. <laughs> Maybe time happens differently in the snowflake since it's such a short amount of time for us out here that a snowflake exists. Maybe it's just stretched out timeline in there. That's what I'm thinking. It is a really interesting thought experiment. <laughs> and then their home just melts. Melts climate change deniers summer home. <laughs> to get away from that horror, they're who's that live in a snowflake and they talk about the Grinch, a what that lives on top of a mountain that they basically just hate on and it's like oh he's scary and mean and he hates Christmas and Christmas is the best time of year and then you got Cindy Lou Who who is the best little girl a precious cinnamon roll yes a treasure who is also Taylor Momsen who is the lead singer of Pretty Reckless which oh. I saw in concert and they're really good surprise Cindy Lou Who who is a precious treasure is kind of questioning her Christmas spirit because unlike the Who who are all major capitalists. She's very, things don't bring me joy. Christmas is supposed to be about family, not stuff. I can't get into the Christmas spirit. What's true Christmas? And her dad's like, presents! And you're like, damn, Lou, chill. <laughs> so we're fast forwarding a little bit. She gets entangled with the Grinch, thinks he's not such a bad guy. So she tries to like dig up to find out about him. You get some past stuff, which I really want to dig into. So I'm just going to to kind of glaze over it here because oh, I really yeah, want to spend time digging into that yeah. because I got a lot to say about that. 
<laughs> Especially about the lesbian swingers. Oh, yeah. yeah you got the swinger vibe, too. I'm so happy. Yes. <laughs> like, half my notes. They're lesbian swingers. We'll talk about that. We'll get there. We'll get there. You know, so she kind of forms this weird, the Grinch wouldn't call it a friendship, but I think she thinks of it as a friendship. And from learning about his sad past, she's like, you know what? I'm going to nominate him as the cheermeister. So she does. But the mayor is like, oh, fuck, we can't have him as cheermeister. He's the fucking Grinch. But then Cindy Lou Who, who somehow got a law doctorate, was pulling out town code and throwing it back at him. Objection! <laughs> so he was forced to allow the nomination. Such an autistic move. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. I love Cindy Lou. Mm-hmm. And so then everybody kind of agreed with Cindy because she was like really embodying Christmas spirit at that time. So they're like, yeah, give him a chance. We would love to see the Grinch try this out. And he's like, the Grinch is never going to show up. Fine. So she actually goes up to Mount Crumpet, the giant mountain that he lives on with his dog Max, and convinces him, hey, you should be the cheermeister. And he's like, well, do I win? something and she's like well there's a trophy and he's like so that means there's losers and I'm the winner (laughs) and she's like yeah of course and he's like excellent I might show up and then he shoves her down the trash chute (laughs) but she loves it yeah it's like a giant slide she's like giggling the whole way it does kind of look fun why wouldn't she love it so then he's sitting there having kind of a crisis within himself and he's like oh do I want to give up dinner with myself I don't know if I can cancel that I'm booked you know, he's talking to himself because he's been a lonely dude. So he's mm-hmm. like going through his schedule with himself. And he's like, I don't know if I could miss this. Should I go? Should I not go? And then he starts trying on outfits and he decides on some lederhosen, I guess, <laughs> that he stole from a who on Mount Crumpet. And he's like, all right, Max, I'm going to go. You watch the fort. So Max's like, all right, bye, wolf. <laughs> and the Grinch goes down. And has a fucking party while he was gone. Yeah. I love that. Max was living his best life. He got a be alone for a little bit and he enjoyed every minute of it (laughs) the grinch shows up to get his award and the mayor's like fuck he showed up so (laughs) what the mayor does is he's like you know what i'm gonna make this dude's life miserable and i'm gonna shove him in all of the activities right away so he shoves him into a christmas sweater that lights up and he starts forcing them to do all these activities the grinch is a trooper an absolute trooper he's like you know what i'm gonna show up for these events and he takes it. I think his mom's put him in a sweater. They did. But I mean, it was because of the mayor. Yeah. He was like, here, family reunion. <laughs> the mayor orchestrated that. He was the head mean girl. Yeah. Yeah. Those are his moms, his lesbian swinger moms. Yeah. So he was a real trooper with the events. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to rock these events. So he <laughs> starts chowing down on fudge. He starts judging things. And he wins that sack race. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he starts pushing little kids down. And he's like, like, I got this. And he wins. All right. The Grinch is having the time of his life. And Martha May Huvier, who is the baddest bitch in Whoville. 100%. Is literally sweating over the Grinch. She is so thirsty. She's like, I need a cool glass of that Baja Blast. The muscles. She wants the Grinch whiskey. <laughs> she loves the Grinch. She wants some of that. Been holding that torch for so long. <laughs> she just needs a sip. <laughs> Listen, she is a monster fucker icon, and I love her. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everything's going great. He gets his award, but then the mayor does something super shitty and gives him the dirtiest present he could give him. And the reason it's dirty is because of the past we kind of glazed over because we wanted to de 
deep dive into that a little bit. And he gave him a pair of clippers. Which harkens back to a traumatic event for him. And you know what? What happened next? They all deserved it. They all deserved it. He lost his shit and he wrecked the town and he burnt down the Christmas tree. And they absolutely deserved it. And everybody was blaming Cindy because they're like, you gave this monster a chance. You pushed the monster too far. You turned the what into a monster because he is a what. He's not a who. Yeah. Which the way that they introduce that, it's actually pretty clever. It's just a little play on words that Cindy Lou is having a conversation with her father and it just comes out very naturally. He said, well, he's not a who. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, a what? (laughs) It's very natural. I felt like that was really well done. Yeah. And so Cindy Lou is feeling kind of bad because of everything that happened and Grinch losing his shit. Everybody is mad at Cindy Lou and the mayor's like, I fucking ruined the Grinch's life. I'm going to sleep great tonight. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Grinch up on Mount Crumpet is like, you know what? I'm entering my villain era and I'm going to just wreak havoc on this town. I'm going to steal everybody's Christmas. They love Christmas so much. Let me ruin their Christmas. So he builds some shit. You know, the mean one song comes on that every Everybody knows and loves that's been iconic since like when Forever. did the cartoon come out like the 60s that's my guess well if i see you googling it you should tell yeah. me if i'm on the money am i on the money it keeps pulling up the 2018 one no oh ew no <laughs> from illumination studios i haven't seen it yet so i can't speak to what it's like i've watched it and it's cute in some places but i don't know i like this rendition the best the illumination studios is i 66 66 yeah yeah, I was in the 60s. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so the iconic song comes on and him and Max go down and they just start stealing Christmas. They're like, fuck Christmas. I'm stealing Christmas. I'm going to steal Christmas. And Cindy Lou hops on because she thinks he's Santa and stows away with him. So when he steals Christmas and he's ready to dump all the presents, Cindy Lou's like, hey there. <laughs> I did lay home, neighbor. <laughs> and he's like, Cindy Lou. And it was after he started having epiphany and his heart was growing a bunch of sizes. <laughs> Yeah, she climbed up the mountain so that he wouldn't be alone on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, she's so precious. He's like, oh no, I can't let this thing dump down to the mountain. Cindy Lou's on there. So he saves everything with his newfound Hulk strength. (laughs) I said the same thing. I wrote it down and I was like, he has super strength? Question mark? He's so strong. (laughs) The muscles. He also apparently is heat resistant because he was able to put a red hot metal screw in his mouth. I mean, he also ate glass. Yeah. Yeah. He's like invincible. Yeah. He eats trash. Same. Yeah. He's like a billy goat. He's a trash man. I'm the trash man. So they go back down the hill and then they get back into the town after the town awoken and it's like, the Grinch stole Christmas. Oh no. And everybody was sad. And then her parents finally stepped up and was like, you know what? Cindy Lou Who was right. The spirit of Christmas isn't about presents. It's about love and family. And then Grinch and Cindy Lou come in and they see that they're going super fast. So the mom's like, oh no, we need to stop them. So she grabs a string of lights and Martha May, of course, she's got to save her man. And she's like, oh my God, I need to help. And Cindy Lou whose mom's like, here, take the string of lights and we'll try to create a barrier and maybe try to stop them with this. So they stretch the string of lights out in their path and try to stop them. And they're getting dragged, like dragged on the sleigh while they're slowing them down. And they end up successfully slowing them down, although they got to have road rash on their chest from being dragged in that. (laughs) But maybe the snow from the snowflake, (laughs) you know, softened that. I don't know. But I feel like that would have been painful one way or the other. Yeah, Martha made 
during that scene was a queen though for real she didn't even think twice about it she's like oh we need to do something i'm there and she hops to it well yeah that's her man she also had the robe yeah <laughs> they stop it and the grinch is like right in front of the police officer and he's like i have one thing to say to everybody and he's like i'm really sorry and then he holds out his arms to be arrested and the mayor's like well you heard him officer arrest him and he's like well i did hear him he said he was sorry and he brought all the stuff back yeah because the time <laughs> <laughs> My note there says a cab includes the Whoville cup. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, a cab does include the Whoville cup. Bacon boy. <laughs> yeah. So the mayor doesn't get his way. And then Martha May does the most boss bitch shit I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And she's like, Mr. Mayor, here's your ring back. I can't marry you. <laughs> and everybody's gasping. and they go, what? And she's like, I can't marry you because I'm in love with somebody else looks at the Grinch and the Grinch is like I'm sorry and he looks around he's like do you mean me and she's like yeah I mean you and then he just laughs in the mayor's face I mean he jumps for joy he shakes the mayor's hand and he just pulls him close and he just fucking laughs in that dude's face which is what he deserves it is I love the little happy dance that he does that's a whole mood oh yeah I love that <laughs> I get that feel somebody that you like just admitted that they like you back <laughs> right <laughs> and then you know they sing the song and they have Christmas dinner and the mayor's left out you know and it's really happily <laughs> okay the Grinch carving the roast beast with a fucking switchblade is iconic it was <laughs> he just fucking whips out a big ass switchblade he is a savage what you know what he is every romance writer's dream he's so good dude is super strong dude's a monster dude can be super fast he can hold hot molten lava in his hand He's built different. He's <laughs> built different. You're not like other monkeys. You've got the hat. And you know what? Martha May Huvier, what in the fuck? Oh, oh he's yeah. got everybody uh, on that train. I was just for real, for real. In my head, I cannot help but have a How the Grinch Stole Christmas rendition of Twilight. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch is Edward. Oh my god. Oh, he wouldn't be Edward. And she's just like, but I think he's actually kind of sweet. <laughs> just meow. <laughs> but man, Martha May was thirsty for the Grinch from day one. In oh, that yeah. flashback, she was like, I want to be with the Grinch so bad. Yeah, she, in my opinion, she is the best character in the movie. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no oh yeah. Agreed. <laughs> iconic queen absolutely and her intro that is one of the best intros ever because the first time you see her she is dressed like a santa snack and she <laughs> brings out this huge fucking string like gatling gun and is just shooting it on the house like a fucking boss and then she like turns around and she just blows the smoke out and that's fucking ugh. yeah it's easy to see why the mayor was simping for her so hard yeah but he thought he could buy her with a car he like asked yeah. her to marry them and i was like are you all even dating they're not. Or are you just going to say, marry me, I'll give you a car? Like, my mom would go for it, but... Did she even say yes? She didn't. No. I don't even think she said yes. She was just standing there looking at it like, uh... She fainted before she could answer. She fainted because the Grinch turned around and put the mistletoe over his ass, and she took one gander and couldn't hang. But he gotta eat the booty like 
groceries. Right. She's like, ah. Uh, I wonder if yeah. it's her version of like anime where you get like the nosebleeds. Yeah. She, <laughs> she just gets the vapors and faints. She gets the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> she's just in love with the Grinch yeah, and the Grinch great. has moms yes they're lesbian moms and they have an annual Christmas swingers party it was totally a swingers party 100% and it was really well done too because nobody got weird about it back when this movie came out even though it was very obviously what was going on yeah which is awesome people would just yeah two moms for swingers it's all cool maybe it just went over people's heads back then I think it went over people's heads maybe they just thought that they were sisters yeah, yeah. Like I could see us because we were kids when it came out mm -hmm. also the scene where the mayor proposes to Martha May the one thing I did want to bring up is her dress looks just like you know those strawberry candies got a strawberry hard candy with gel in the middle yeah with the strawberry mm -hmm. wrapper it looks like one of those like she it looks did. like a strawberry it's the original strawberry dress <laughs> But it's super cute. One of my first notes is about how Whoville is a sensory nightmare. <laughs> is it because of all the Christmas? Because it's just loud and bright. Oh, yeah. Everything's got like 50 horns on it. That's a very good thing to bring up. I hate Christmas music. <laughs> I don't watch very many Christmas movies. Same. I don't like capitalism Christmas. So half my notes are just like, Grinch ain't wrong. True. One of my first notes is like, is his heart too small or was he bullied by a whole ass town just because he was green and hairy? Yeah, right. Really? For real? Yeah. That's why I'm saying he was rejected by the town. So it makes sense that in the end he wanted to burn it down. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm the opposite. I do love Christmas movies and I love Hallmark movies. So I watch a lot of those cheesy romance Christmas movies. But I also agree that it's kind of a sensory nightmare with all the bright colors and loud noises. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's very whimsical, though. I feel like they did a really good job making it look very whimsical and fanciful. It looks like a real life cartoon, which is pretty cool to me. I also like the who oh, faces, yeah. honestly. The way that their faces looked, I loved it. The prosthetic is so well blended. It is. It looks really natural. Yeah. The practical effects in this were really good. Some of the CGI was unnecessary and dated it a little bit. Yeah, but it's from 2000. The part that I couldn't deal with was the termites and the teeth thing. I was like, ugh. I get that it's in the song. Yeah. There were other parts of the song that you just kind of had him doing other things with. It didn't really need to be literal all of the time. And I think they could have done without the CGI termites in the teeth. The CGI looks bad nowadays. Yeah. We could skip that part. I think it was the worst, but it wasn't the best. But for the year 2000 when it came out, yeah, it was pretty good. That movie had a baller-ass budget. Oh, yeah, it did. They spent $9 million just for the film rights for The Grinch and Oh, The Places You'll Go. Because I don't know if you know this, but Dr. Seuss, before he died in 91, he actually refused to sell the film rights to his books. But after his death, his widow was like, you know what? yeah let's sell this <laughs> and made her bank oh my god oh, yeah that sounds about right so that's why after 91 we started seeing Grinch stuff that wasn't just the animated movie the budget was 123 million damn you weren't kidding yeah I mean I figured it had to be really high if they just spent 9 million of it alone just for mm -hmm. the rights to use the property yeah that makes sense I could definitely see that I mean it's Universal Pictures and another fun fact is that before 
before they got Ron Howard signed on to be the director, they were actually trying to get Tim Burton, but Tim Burton was doing Sleepy Hollow at the time. Oh, interesting. Oh, he would have been so good, though. He's good at whimsy. Yeah, I could see it being good. I could see it being very different, but I could see it being good. I liked how Ron Howard did it. I thought he did a very solid job, and the practical effects in this were absolutely phenomenal. I couldn't imagine the hours Jim Carrey spent getting into that suit. Oh, absolutely. And getting that makeup done. Yeah, it's bonkers. It looked really good, and it moved with his face really well, even though it was kind of a lot. Yeah, and it looks like on its opening day, it made $15 on just that first day, and then that weekend grossed $55.1 million. Damn. Yeah, I remember this being well-received at the time, at least. Yeah. There were a few things that dated it, like the outfits that the teen boos were wearing going up the mountain. I thought they were cute. They were cute, but it was very late 90s, early aughts. At the beginning, it looks like it has that RuPaul's Drag Race Season 1 filter on it. It's very soft, like a soap opera. (laughs) Yeah. And then the, oh my god, the prank false is your refrigerator running joke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you better go catch it. That was good. I bet people still do that. I don't know, because everybody has caller ID now. Star 6 Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, fair. I mean, if you're calling businesses, maybe. (laughs) The last time I did a prank call, oh, it was a really long time ago in high school, but it was to a pet store, and I asked for Battletoads. (laughs) And he played ball. I think the dude was really bored. (laughs) We prank called my own work. (laughs) Remember when buybacks exist? Oh, I remember that. Wait, no, that was the last time we did a prank call. Yeah, that was great, actually. We had them going for so long. Oh my god. So what we did back then, because this is great. I gotta tell this story real quick. This was my place of employment back then. It doesn't exist anymore, but I worked there and I prank called them. Basically, it was a store that sold a lot of secondhand videos, video games and stuff like that. So we were asking about a video and we were like, if I tell you the plot of this movie, would you be able to tell me what movie it is? And then we just kept describing the plot for, I think it was Twilight. God. And we were like, no, that's not it. And they kept saying, yeah, they- like, it really sounds like Twilight. And then before we hung up, we're like, oh, I remember what it is. It's Bad Boys 2. Oh, no. Damn it. So stupid. <laughs> I don't know why, but I still get a kick out of it. Oh my god. Yeah. So we're like, oh yes, we remember. It's bad boys. No. <laughs> <They're> fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this movie was the highest grossing second weekend for any film at the time. And fun oh. fact, it beat out the Phantom Menace. There's always a bigger fish. Oh, this nice. beat really? up Star Wars. I don't oh, doubt that. I mean, it was released during a holiday, so I guess it makes sense that people would go to see the holiday movie during the holiday. And I know people hate on The Phantom Menace because it's the weakest one out of all of them, but people didn't know that when it came out. They had to go see it <laughs> to realize it sucked. So yeah. to me, that's surprising. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. That makes sense. I don't know if you noticed during the mailbox sorting scene that some of the names on the mailboxes were pretty great. There was an HH hurrah or hooray i don't know which one it was uh <laughs> hip, hip, yeah. hooray oh yeah i see yeah oh that's good shit yeah that was a good one <laughs> did you want to get into the background flashback which is after we get to see the grinch in a lovely fishnet bathrobe <laughs> and then he's got that bed that has extra bounce oh yeah because <laughs> it's just springs instead of things for it to sit on <laughs> yeah. i'm fine i'm totally <laughs> normal about this <laughs> yeah it's all good <laughs> it's interesting because Cindy Lou is kind of being a little detective here 
here. She sees something going on and she's like, there's a mystery afoot. And she legit goes around to different houses and asks different people that knew him when he was young to ask about him, which is neat because she's a little precious cinnamon roll and I like her a lot. She's the only one with any goddamn sense. Yeah. A whole ass fucking fake ass Christmas town. Yeah. That's one thing that I actually really like about this movie is the fact that it does give the Grinch more depth, more backstory, because that's all stuff that wasn't in the book, right? It's all things that were put in for the film. There wasn't a backstory of the Grinch or anything. Yeah. I think it's really nice. They added a lot to the story, in my opinion, that actually gave it more depth and character. I also yeah. think that the baby Grinch is adorable. I do too. Uh, <laughs> when he eats the Santa plate and just goes, Santa, bye-bye, I was like, yes. Santa, bye-bye. Precious so baby. Would you get one of those real-born dolls of the Grinch? Fuck no. No. <laughs> Fuck no. You wouldn't? No. It would look just like that. Always, I know, but it, it's creepy. It, it would look just like that. I don't like baby dolls. You know what baby Grinch reminds me of? The baby from Dinosaurs. <laughs> a little bit. I like, can see it with its the, big eyes. It, it, the big pretty eyes and a little naughty streak. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> My God. But uh, he couldn't do Not the Mama because all he's got's mamas. All he got's mamas and they have a fucking <laughs> swinger party and you cannot convince me otherwise. It's a total swingers party. They're doing the thing where they put all the keys in the bowls and then they switch them up. I never picked that up. Like I thought it was supposed to be they were putting the keys in a bowl so that nobody drove home because they were all drinking. That's what I thought too. When I watched it today, I was like, oh, they're like all over each other. All of them are. What is happening? <laughs> they getting spicy in there. They are. I looked up the key thing so I can read you the exact meaning for it because it's a swinger terminology and I wanted to make sure I got this right. <laughs> a swinging party, they'll put their room keys or car keys or house keys, any other keys, into a dish and they mix them up and then you pick them out one at a time and whoever gets your key goes off with you for the night. Oh, yeah. Huh. I didn't know about that. And that's usually how that works. It was like See, a 1970s thing that got really popular because the 70s was kind of loosey-goosey and they're like, yeah. <laughs> See, I knew that, but I'm also the mom friend at the party who would also go around and just collect everybody's keys when I saw they were getting too drunk, and I would always just put them in one place <laughs> so that I didn't lose them. A good idea, honestly. I just wrangled. Lilith, when you got really fucked up at that con, I just took your car keys and drove Wait. you home. I don't <laughs> even remember that. <laughs> I, I was so pissed off, and I yanked your car keys out of your hand. I'm like, get in the car. Was that anime punch? Yes. Oh, yeah. I got real fucked oh, up in anime punch. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, get in the car. Yeah. I actually low-key think that somebody slipped something in my drink. There's a whole part of that day that was blacked out for me. Yeah, I believe that because you were off the wall and I was like hunting you down and following you everywhere. Oh, yeah. I felt bad after that because I could tell you were over my shit. <laughs> it's okay. I got us home safe. Yeah, you did. Thank you. You're welcome. You lived. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for us living. (laughs) Or making sure we both lived. We both lived. (laughs) Can we talk about how angry the teacher also laughing at the Grinch during the little flashback was? Oh, bro. It made me me so fucking mad. For real. That's not what you do. They're children. And then he just like went up to the mountain to live alone for how fucking long? Yeah. And then when he comes back and they had their union, they're getting along and things are happy. And then the mayor gives the fucking trauma. The trimmers because he had tried to trim his face as a kid. And of course he fucking 
fucking cut himself up. I have in my notes when they're back and he's doing the cheermeister shit and then they have the nog off, which was, uh, <laughs> um, I was like, let's just end the movie here for my feelings to not get hurt because everything's fine right now. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But they didn't yeah. learn anything at that point because the mayor gives him the traumatizing gift and everyone laughs again. Yeah. Like just everything like had been going did. so well. Everything yeah. was going so well and they were just treating him like he was one of the homies. And then all of a sudden they get reminded about this like fitting in. Yeah. Yeah. He was adapting to what they like and what they did. And he yeah. felt like he was fitting in. Yeah. You could tell. Yeah. And, and it was so sweet. And then the mayor just has to be a dickhead because that's all he's fucking good for. Yeah. And then he wants to blame Cindy Lou for everything going down the way. A child. A, a child. child. When he was the adult that made the decision to be an asshole every chance he fucking got. Yeah. I had a note about that. Oh, I said blaming a child for the whole town being fake douchebags is the biggest capitalistic shit I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. Um, Everything is everyone else's fault. I also had a couple notes about the, like, proposal. So, like, he pulls out that big-ass rock for Martha May. The mayor does. It's like a rock on a rock, even. I think it's like a rock on 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 a rock. I think (laughs) it's got, like, tears. (laughs) There's rocks all the way down. But I said that's an awful big-ass rock from a man who probably has an unwashed ass and definitely can't find the clip. Thank you. Hello. I told you my notes are unhinged and I'm so sorry. What would have fixed the mayor is if he would have gotten his ass beat one time. Mm. He just needed one good old fashioned back alley beat him down. Yeah. He was the ringleader bully. It's weirdly fitting that he became the mayor. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, that tracks that he's politician now. Like the Mm -hmm. only thing that would have been a better fit is if he ended up being a cop. But for the story, it works better that he was a mayor. Yeah. Because damn, the whole time I was just like, what an asshole. Oh, yeah. Like all my notes about the mayor are just like, this guy's a dick. Yeah. yeah. He was extremely unlikable. And I'm glad that the Grinch shaved the middle of his head. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid hair. Justice is served. And then the mayor's fucking Smithers. I don't know what his name was, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's Mr. Smithers. He's like, do something. That's what it reminds <laughs> me of. Because he's just that little subservient dude that just kind of does whatever he says that I think Loki loves him but oh like oh my god yeah <laughs> Because he's in there, he's like, oh, I'll shave my head too. Yeah. The mayor is like, do something. And he just takes the trimmers and just puts the stripe in his head too. And it's so stupid. He's like, solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> I also felt like Jim Carrey seemed to be having a blast in every single scene that he was in with. Who was playing Cindy Lou? It's Taylor Momsen. Okay. Mm-hmm. He just seemed to be having a blast in like every single one of his scenes were. And it was really cute. Oh, yeah. I really love that there's a common thread through the whole thing that the Grinch has a soft spot for her even from the beginning when he first meets her because he's still like you know he's still angry but yeah. it's like he can just tell that she's just a genuine nice little girl yeah she falls in that workplace hazard bullshit in the floor of the sorting machine which was a choice to have it be like that yeah I was like where's Osha <laughs> <laughs> just where's Osha that's gonna be a new catchphrase where's Osha where are you Osha no I know. we really <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about Osha since Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a running gag. Fine. Yeah. 
We make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Overall, I just love this movie. It's so visually appealing. Max is a cutie patootie, a very well-trained onset dog. I feel so bad for him through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, because the Grinch gets all the trash, which he's got a dog, so that means somebody threw away their Christmas puppy. Oh no, I didn't even think about that. Did you not think that? about that? That no. was like the whole thing with the original Grinch too, because that's how we got Max. Aww. But then he treats him like garbage through most of the movie, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's how the Grinch is. He loves Max, but he, he does. just doesn't know how to love. Sundore. He is there, Sundore. <laughs> Sundore. <Yeah. laughs> also, when the Grinch's art grows, and he's just like, help me, I'm feeling. I was like, that's a big mood. I love how it looks like he's having a heart attack. Yeah. Because realistically, if your heart grew like that, it would probably be pretty painful. You'd be fucking dead. Yeah. You need to see a doctor, folks. But then you get the iconic side eye from the dog when the Grinch is over there sobbing on the ground because the dog is just like, what? <laughs> it's just aggressive side eye. It's a lot to say with a look from a dog. Really uh, yeah. I also had a note about what he calls his fake reindeer. I don't know if you paid attention to like what he called the reindeer. He says Thrasher, Thrasher, Vomit, and Blitzkrieg. Hey! notice that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Those are his reindeer. I think I missed that too, but that's really good. I also felt bad for Max when the Grinch had the mayor kiss the dog's butt while he was asleep. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, poor doggo. Oh, yeah. Like, Aww. it was funny, but also sad. Yeah, it was funny, sad. but like, oh, yeah. doggo. Sorry. Yeah, that's, but that's a little... <laughs> Mayor got what he deserved at the end. Yeah, he did. Fucker. Yeah. He lost his girl to a what? It, it wasn't even his girl. girl. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch didn't deserve her. She wasn't speaking up about not being his girl until the end, too. So, like, she was just kind of bopping along with it. It was like a Discord simp with a fucking kitten. And at the end, she's just like, <laughs> leaves for someone else. The impression that I got is that she was so shocked that she just couldn't vocalize in the moment what was going on, especially because mean, the whole time she was sitting there looking at the Grinch like, hmm. But I mean, he's been saying that she's his girlfriend since they were eight and he was that little shit. So it's not a new thing oh, for her. You he? know oh, what I mean? Was... Yes, he did. Mm. That's what he said when he confronted him about the gift. And he was like, listen, she's not going to like that hideous gift. Listen. She was just you, hustling. Buddy. She just had a simp and she knew how to get her nitro for free on Discord. Oh, <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> Gotta respect a queen with hustle. <laughs> the more I come to understand about her, the better she is. Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, I mean, she's the best character, hands yeah. down. Yeah, for sure. It's not just because we're also monster fuckers, it's because she's actually great. Yeah. It's funny because reading some of the Rotten Tomatoes critic reviews, first of all, the critical reviews are not very good critical reviews. Are they bad? So there are a lot of bad critical reviews, but none of them are based on anything having to do with film or film theory or any of the stuff in it. A lot of it just feels like, I don't like it because it's not like the book or I liked the animation better. And this one just isn't as good because I'm used to the animation. It's just all pathos. It's all just people feeling shit out and just being down on it. Because there are a lot of things that you could say critically about this movie, but they're not in these reviews for the most <laughs> no, these reviews are just savage for no reason. I feel like the issue with the reviews is the fact that you got to think they had this animated movie 
1966. This rendition of The Grinch was the first one done since Dr. Seuss's widow was like, fuck it, let's sell some IP so people can make stuff. So this is the first one they get a taste of, and it's completely out of the box from the norm. I'm not excusing their shit reviews. I just, I think I get where they're coming from because it's drastically different from what they were seen and what is basically a Christmas tradition to some of these people. So that I would understand coming from audience members, but critical reviews are a These different thing. These are critics? These are critical These are reviews. Critic ones that are that's, on here yeah, that are bad. That's what I'm talking about. The critical oh. reviews. Oh. They're not based in logic or film theory or any of that stuff. A lot of it is just straight up. They just liked the cartoon better or they think that Dr. Seuss is unadaptable. It's all just feels. Okay, but I found one review on Rotten Tomatoes one. that um, <laughs> I don't know why this person decided to write a review on September 11th of 2020. Um, oh my gosh. Like three years ago. He gave it 1.5 stars out of four and said, I believe that Dr. Seuss defies adaptation and is best left in print and in the imaginations of all who read the stories. Exactly. <laughs> That's pure pathos. That's just feels. That's not a critical review. Oh my God, there's more. This person has like five fucking paragraphs about how much he hated this movie. <laughs> All right, I'm buckled in. Read it. I'm not reading I'm it. Ready. It's too long. <laughs> we ain't I got can... time for that. But for real, I was really surprised. I can understand bad reviews. I totally get it. But these are bad, bad reviews. Oh, yeah. They're bad quality reviews. They're just bad. I don't really like Christmas movies, but I do find enjoyment in this particular Christmas movie. It's fun. It's interesting. It's different. It's got a lot of whimsy. It's got fun backstory. It's got a neat message. But yeah, there are some problems with it. I feel like Jim Carrey's physical style of humor works really well with this medium. Oh, yeah. Because it's very animated and it feels like a live action cartoon. So this sort of slapstick physical comedy works with the theming. I feel like there are some times where it's just that sort of physical humor where it kind of feels like it's padding runtime and doesn't really progress the story at all or do anything for the character. Not all the time, but there's just like a few parts where I feel they could probably cut that scene and it would feel a little bit more natural saying something like I like the cartoon and this isn't the cartoon is not a critical review yeah well this guy (laughs) with the five paragraphs he counts the cartoon as also bad he wants just the book he feels like no adaptation is gonna be good enough yeah and Um, see okay that's fine if you feel that way but I mean it's he's He shits on Taylor Momsen. He says that she's cute, but she adds nothing to the role. Um, maybe you need a time out. She's an absolute treasure through the whole thing. Yeah. She's a major driving force in the movie. It's very clear that that person just has an issue with adaptations of Dr. Seuss material and is just finding reasons to be upset about it that aren't really based in anything because that all just really sounds like opinion. This last bit here, fucking slays me. Clearly, this film offered enough visually and in terms of action that it held the interest of children and many ADHD adults. Yet, for those who craved a true Seuss production, I'm afraid this film falls considerably short. Yeah. So basically, it's bright and pretty for kids and adults that are neurodivergent, but anything outside of that box. What the fuck? 
sucks. Some of the humor, I feel like, is kind of dated. But it's 2000s. Yeah, it was from 2000. you know, it makes sense. It is what it is. But I think that overall, it had a nice message of anti-capitalism, which is kind of nuked by the fact that everybody (laughs) can buy tons of Grinch merchandise every year. Yeah, it's fine. Because the point of the original story, I think, even was anti-consumerism. The story of the Grinch is an anti-consumerist, anti-capitalist story. But (laughs) it made a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the widow had to get her bag. Wasn't there a whole backstory where Dr. Seuss did his wife hella wrong? I'll have to look into that because I remember that vaguely. And now my brain is itching. I'll probably research that. No, he's racist. I mean, he wasn't a good guy. That's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, Yeah, he wasn't a good guy. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah. Did you have any other thoughts about your favorite Christmas movie, Brittany? Well, I mean, overall, it's really great. I feel like it's one of the monster fucking awakenings because of Martha <laughs> Hu Huvier. She paved the way to let me know it's okay to lust over things that may or may not be human. <laughs> It's all right. She's sauntered so we can run. So that's really cool of her. The movie is great. You know, Molly Shannon as Cindy Lou, whose mom, was a really cool little touchy touch there. Like, it's an all-star mm. cast. I have no qualms for it. As far as a Christmas movie goes, right? Just sticking to a Christmas movie genre, this is a 10 out of 10 Christmas movie. As an entertainment movie across all spectrums, I'd give it 7.5, 8 out of 10. Like, it's, it's pretty fair. up there. It's not, like, the best, but... But as far as Christmas movies go, I feel like you're hard-pressed to find one a lot better. You are. You're hard-pressed yeah. to find one really better. I'm not big into, like, Christmas anything, and I can enjoy the movie, so. That says a lot. Yeah, same yeah. here. Yeah. I can watch it. I don't have a problem watching this movie, and I do get enjoyment from watching the movie, even though it's a Christmas movie. It's definitely one of the few Christmas pieces of media that I am chill with consuming. Also, the soundtrack was kind of awesome. Yeah. Legit. Busta Rhymes, Bare Naked Ladies. There's a Ben Fold song in there. Smash Mouth, Faith Hill yeah. does the Where Are You Christmas. It's a bop. yeah. Hell, even In Sync has a song in there. <gasps> I forgot about the In Sync song. Yeah, it's got a pretty all star soundtrack. Mm. Yeah, it's a great movie. Transsiberian Orchestra is even involved. <laughs> That's when you know. Nice. So if we're gonna do ratings based on separate Christmas movie and regular movie scales, I would say for Christmas movie scale, it's a solid eight out of ten on an absolute scale. I would give it a treat fit, yeah, 666. <laughs> it's above average. <laughs> it's above average. <laughs> I guess that's fair enough for you. Tree 60, since it's above average. <laughs> that reminded me of the most unhinged thought that I had watching this. So, like, for a lot of the time, the Grinch is just walking around naked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Stick it up. his dick at. It's a cloaca. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I love the swiftness in which you just hold that out. Word of cloaca. Oh, no. oh, that's not the first time that word's come up in this podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've talked about about this before. Oh, no. Uh, I did make a note that I didn't think about the fact that he was naked the whole time until he starts fretting about what he's going to wear. No, I was like, he's just walking around naked and it's fine. Except <laughs> for when Cindy Lou Who was there, I was like, he's just naked. 
naked in front of this child. That's he just point. wears a robe at home. So he dresses for home. Yeah, that fishnet robe. Wasn't even wearing that through part of it. No, he's just naked, which is fine because he's got fur. That's what I mentioned on here. Maybe enough fur constitutes an outfit, question mark? I guess. <laughs> to rate this movie for a Christmas movie, it's probably like a 9 out of 10 because I just don't like Christmas movies, but I can more than tolerate this one. It <laughs> would be a perfect 10, but I don't like Christmas music. Mm. And you can't avoid Christmas music in a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. Working in retail makes it almost traumatic to listen to Christmas music. God. <laughs> I have to wear headphones when I go shopping during this time. I just don't go shopping during this time. <laughs> I sing along with it. <laughs> I hate Christmas music. I'd be like, all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> I like Linnea's Christmas music because she writes angry Christmas music about hating her ex. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Amber, what would you give the second rating as an overall movie? At a 666 or 27. Okay. Yeah. Well above average. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Solidly enjoyable. And for the Christmas season, it's kind of perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's got queer representation. Hey. <laughs> yeah. The... Which might have been an accident, but I don't know. <laughs> I like to think that they knew what they were doing. Somebody put that in there on purpose. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think they did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I hear that bell ringing. I think it's time oh, to yeah. bust our tray and get going. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Peace.